Good evening, everyone. We want to thank you for joining us tonight for this broadcast and uh, this service, I should say, from our church. And um, we want to thank you for taking the time for joining us and watching this service. And and uh, I was just looking uh, with Brother Nathan, our, our sound man, and people have been watching these services and downloading them from all over the world. And it's, it's encouraging to see that. And wherever you are tonight, wherever you're watching from, we want to thank you for taking the time to join us. And... Um, and uh, to listen to the service. Let's pray tonight and ask the Lord to help us and uh, be with us in this service. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this evening. Lord, I do thank you, Lord, for allowing me to walk up here one more time and open this Bible and preach the Word of God. And I thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here in your house tonight. And Lord, though our hearts are sad, Lord, because uh, the church is empty, we thank you, Lord, that your your Spirit's here. And we pray tonight that, Lord, that not only would he be here, but he'd go to the homes of each and every one that watches this tonight and listens and blesses them where they are. And I pray tonight, Lord, for our nation. I pray, Father, for our leaders. I pray for those that are in the medical field, in the medical world. I pray you'd help them. Lord, we pray especially tonight for uh, the Mills Nursing Home here in Mayfield. We pray you be with all of those that are working there and um, Lord, the, the ones that are living there, the ones that are sick right now, we pray, God, that you give them the grace they need in this hour. And Lord, I pray, though, tonight that for a little while we could all forget about all the turmoil and, and the uneasiness in the world tonight and that we might just let our hearts and minds center upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray that you bless this now, Lord, and may your hand be upon it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Miss Taylor Flowers is going to sing for us tonight, so you uh, pray for her and listen to her, and I appreciate her coming tonight and singing for us, so y'all listen to her as she sings. Of 
the day he rose to retain the title champion of love. He is higher than the highest. He's greater than the great. And no one will take his crown away. He's more mighty than the mightiest. And he reigns from above. He's the all-time undisputed, undefeated champion of love. In the courtroom sits God Almighty as a judge upon his throne holiness is all around him as he judges sin and wrong certain is that old accuser as he stands before the king with his lists of accusations all my sins he tries to bring as he points accusing fingers to where I stand before the throne then a Behind me whispers, child, I'm here, you're not alone. That's my Savior, my interceder, and he's standing in my place. As he stands before the Father, he speaks one word. That's my child. He is forgiven. See my hands, my side and feet. With my blood, I bought his pardon. That's my child, and he is free. There is now no condemnation to them who are redeemed with my blood I bought his pardon that's my child and he is free there is now no condemnation unto them who are redeemed with my blood And tonight we're going to look in the book of John, the gospel according to John, and chapter number 16, and uh, had this thought on my heart this week, and um, 
and the uh, Lord's will, we're going to preach tonight what he's given us, and we do ask that you listen, and, and uh, if you're at home, uh, take notes if you want, and, and uh, follow along in your Bible, and I hope tonight that this message could be one of encouragement to you, and uh, we're living in times uh, where we need encouragement, and there's much to uh, discourage us and, and, uh, and uh, cause our spirits to be low, but I'm thankful tonight that I don't have to look in the newspaper or on the television to find courage and help, and I'm glad I can open the Bible and find encouragement from the Word of God. John chapter number 16, and some familiar scriptures here tonight, and if you've spent any time in church in your life, you've probably heard these verses quoted or referenced, um, but I want to focus on them tonight and try to get some help from the Word of God. John chapter 16 and verse number 32. Jesus is speaking here and he says, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. And these things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Let's pray. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. That Father, you'd help us tonight. Lord, you know how needy we are. And Lord, you know how unable I am to stand, Lord, behind this sacred desk and open this Bible and preach without your help, without your power, without your assistance. But I pray tonight, God, that you'd help me one more time. Father, I pray that those that are watching might listen intently. Lord, I pray tonight that you would help lift our hearts and our minds and our spirits. Lord, let us remember the words that your son spoke to his men many years ago. And help us tonight to take courage. Lord, help us tonight, Lord, to close this service with our hearts stirred and our minds clear. Ready, Lord, to challenge, to go out and face the next challenge that's going to come to us in the days and the weeks to come. We love you tonight, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Tonight, in verse number 33, you understand in your Bible where you are, uh, these are the last words of Christ to his disciples. Um, if you start in John chapter 14 and then John 15 and 16 and on through and to John chapter 17 as Jesus prayed for uh, those that the, his disciples and prayed and talked to his father. But in the middle of all this, I want you to focus on verse 33 tonight. And one phrase we find there, and Jesus said this. He said, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. And if the Lord will help me tonight, that's what I want to preach on. On be of good cheer. Uh, be of good cheer. You know tonight it tells us so much about the Lord that in the last moments of his life he wasn't seeking help from others but he was seeking to be a help to others. In the last moments on earth he did not uh, uh, go about seeking for people to help him or, or to, to, to encourage him but he sought out a chance or an opportunity to encourage others. And tonight that phrase be of good cheer it means to take courage. 
means to be confident. <coughs> it means to be certain. Uh, certain. It means to be undaunted. Jesus knew that these men were about to face some things that they had never faced before. He knew that they would be tempted to be afraid, to be full of doubt, and to turn their backs upon him. But before he went to the cross, he tells them, Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. If you want to do a, a study in your Bible, you study this phrase. It's interesting. Uh, the first time you find it's in Matthew 9 where uh, those, man, those men brought the man that was sick of palsy and, and brought him to Christ and lowered him down uh, through the roof of the house. And Jesus uh, looked at that, at that man that had been paralyzed his whole life, that had been sick his whole life. And he said, Son, be of good cheer. Uh, thy sins are forgiven. Uh, thy sins be forgiven thee. He says, uh, be of good cheer. Uh, thy, sins have, thy sins be forgiven thee. And I want to say tonight that we should take courage. We should, uh, uh, we should be of good cheer tonight uh, if our sins have been forgiven. Do you know tonight that when Jesus forgave us of our sins, he took care of our biggest problem. Uh, he took care of our greatest need. Uh, when he forgave us of our sins, uh, uh, he conquered our greatest enemy. Uh, when Jesus forgave us of our sins, he lifted our greatest burden. And though our lives may be troubled at times, and uh, uh, though sometimes we deal with things that are unpleasant and undesirable, uh, we can still be of good cheer because our sins have been forgiven. In Matthew 14, 27, the Bible says, But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. In Matthew 14, 27, those men were on that boat headed to the other side. Uh, Jesus had constrained them to enter the ship and go to the other side. And while they were on that boat and while they were in that ship and while uh, they were on that journey in the midst of the sea, when they, uh, one man said they had crossed the point of no return, uh, they were too far out to go back. Uh, and they were, uh, they were too far uh, back to go, too far out to go back. And they were too close to the other shore. And in the fourth watch of the night, being the darkest hour of the night, you know the story, there was a storm raging and, and the ship was tossed to and fro. And the men were afraid, those disciples were afraid. And Jesus walked out on the water and spoke unto them and said, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Acts 23, 11, Paul was locked up and on trial and the Sadducees and Pharisees were trying to kill him and trying to have him killed. And, and, and listen, the only thing Paul had done was preach the truth. And, and the problem they had with him was not that he preached, uh, but it was what he preached and where he preached it and when he preached it. And that's why he was in prison and suffering persecution and the Bible says those men grabbed him and began to pull on him. And they, were, they would have torn him in pieces if it wasn't for a soldier that took him and, and put him up in the high castle, the, uh, up there alone in that high castle. And, and the Bible says in Acts 23, uh, 11, it says that in the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. And listen tonight, we should be of good cheer. Uh, the Bible says be of good cheer. Uh, if anybody in the world should have courage tonight, 
It should be those that have been saved by the grace of God. Those that have been washed in the blood of Christ. Those that have been born from above, regenerated. Those that have been reconciled unto the Father through the cross of Calvary. Those that have been adopted into the family of God. Those that have been sealed until the day of redemption. If anybody needs to have courage tonight, it needs to be you and I. We need to be of good cheer. Now I want us to look tonight quickly. And I apologize, I, I, my allergies is acting up, my throat's sore. I don't have coronas as far as I know, but I do have bad allergies, and so I'll do the best I can. But in verse 33, I just want us to take this one little verse, and there's three things from this verse I want to say that, that should give us good cheer tonight, or make us be of good cheer. And uh, the first thing is this in verse 33. It says, these things I have spoken unto you. These things have I spoken to you. Now what things was he speaking about? I, I believe what he is referencing is, is what he had said in the previous verses. He says, these things have I spoken unto you. And tonight, and, and, and quickly, I want us to look at this. I, I, I say tonight that we can be of good courage uh, even though every time we listen to the radio and look at the newspaper and turn on the TV and, and we hear an update and we see a new graph and a new model and a new prediction and, and we hear about all these things, it makes us want to uh, not be of good cheer. But I'm glad when we look in the Bible, we can have good cheer, first of all, because we have a promise that is personal. He says, these things have I spoken to you, to you. You see, Jesus had given these 12 men a personal, a personal, that he had given them personal instructions. He had given them a personal word. He had spent time with them, no doubt, for over three years after he had called them from their jobs and from being fishermen and tax collectors and doctors and from all manners of life. He had called these men out to be his disciples and they had followed him and they had, they had lived with him and they had listened to him. They had learned from him. But now he was getting ready to go away. And he says, I want you to know that you can be of good cheer because I've spoken unto you. I've given you my word. I've given you a promise that's personal. And tonight we can be of good cheer because we have 66 books full of personal promises from the Lord Jesus Christ. I understand that, that, that there's dispensations in the Bible and, and the Bible's not all written to me, but it's all written for me. I understand that. I understand the difference between the Jew, the Gentile, and the church of God. I understand that. I understand the difference between law and grace. I understand the distance, the difference between the age of innocence and the age of the law and the age of grace and the church age and the millennial. I understand all that tonight. But I want you to know I'm not interested in cutting my Bible apart and, and tearing it out and throwing it away. But I believe tonight that all the promises in God of God are yea in Christ Jesus, yea and amen in Him tonight. And listen tonight, I may not have a promise. And by the way, there's a lot of people making promises these days of the government's promising us things. And listen, they're saying, well, we're going to take care of you. We're going to we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that you don't get thrown out of your house. 
house and uh, we'll make sure you have something to pay, uh, money to pay your rent. I'm glad tonight I'm not dependent on the promises of the government of the Kentucky, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, and I'm not uh, dependent on the promises of the government of the United States of America, uh, but I'm leaning on the promises of Almighty God. He said, I've said these things, and these things, these things have I, I have spoken unto you. What's the promise? Quickly, in verse 13 through 16, he's promised us that there's a guide to assist us. He said in verse 13, How be it when the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you. Oh God, they needed here. They, they, listen, for three years they didn't have to make any decisions. For three years all they had to do was follow Him. For three years, all they had to do is look to him and he would give them the answer. For three years, the pressure wasn't on them. It was on him. But now he had told them, I'm going away. Now he had told them he was going to leave. But he says, I want you to know I will not leave you comfortless. He said, I'm going to send somebody. I'm going to send my spirit. I'm going to send the Holy Ghost, the comforter of the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to give you a God that will assist you. And oh, tonight, that word God, it means to show or to lead the way. Listen, I'm thankful tonight. When I cannot trust the leadership around me, I cannot sometimes trust the leadership of this nation. Sometimes, and by the way, you better be careful. Uh, putting your trust in anything but the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, listen, the Bible uh, teaches us not to put our confidence in man. Uh, but the Bible does say in Proverbs 3 and verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and leave not thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. You say, how can we be of good cheer tonight? Because we have a promise that's personal. And in that promise, we have been promised a God to assist us. And oh, tonight, listen, there's never been a time, this nation's never faced anything like this. You can't go to the bookstore. You can't go to the bookstore at all anyhow. But you can't get online and buy a book about how to get through the coronavirus. It's not there. I'm sure if you give it 10 years, there's going to be a lot of people get rich off of telling everybody how they handled it and how they should have handled it and how they could handle it but tonight there is no such God tonight hey, listen everywhere the people that are supposed to know they don't know the people who are supposed to have the answers they don't have the answers hey, but listen I'm glad there is one within me tonight who knows the way who knows how to guide my life I, oh we used to sing the song when we were little children hey, my Lord knows the way hey, through the wilderness and all I have to do is follow strength for today is mine all the way and all I have to do is follow listen tonight if you want something to be happy about if you want something to have courage about listen if you want to have something to be of good cheer about we've been given a personal promise that we've got a God to assist us but then in verse 19 he says now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said to him, do you, do you inquire among yourselves that I said a little while and you shall sit, not see me and again a little while and you shall see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you that you shall weep and lament but the world shall rejoice and you shall be sorrowful. 
but your joy shall be turned, your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for the joy that a man is born into the world. And now, and ye now therefore have sorrow. I like this here. He says, But I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. Listen tonight, we have a promise that's personal. We said there's a God that assists us. But here we find there's grace that assures us tonight. There's grace that assures us. Now Jesus here was speaking of his death on Calvary. And he was telling them, I'm going away. They're going to kill me. And he says, when that happens, he says, you're going to sorrow. You're going to hurt like you've never hurt before. He says, you're going to lament. You're going to weep. Your heart's going to break. He says, oh, but just like a mother giving birth to a child, when I see you again, your sorrow is going to be turned into joy. And I like what he said. He didn't say, I'm going to try or I might see you again. But he said, I will see you again and oh tonight we should be of good courage tonight be of good cheer not only because there's a God that assists us but there's grace that assures us what's that grace tonight that grace is this we'll see him again one day we'll see him again listen I know what he was talking about he was talking to those men about his death on Calvary but listen tonight I've got a promise that I'll see him as well listen the world thinks that Jesus is gone and he's not coming back but I've got news for them and news for you Jesus is coming back Uh, Listen, he's given us a promise. Uh, There's grace to assure us tonight. Oh, and how we suffer in this life. Uh, How we struggle in this life. Uh, But Romans chapter 8 verse 18 says uh, that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared uh, with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Uh, Listen, tonight the church is despised. Uh, The church is laughed and mocked at. We've got people that ain't been in church in 10 years uh, trying to tell us about going to church. Uh, Listen, I I just want to tell all of you this. I don't need your input. I don't need your advice about church and going to church and what going to church means. Uh, Maybe you're happy not going to church. I'm not happy not going to church. I'm glad one day I'm going to go to church and listen when I go to that church it's never going to end it's going to go on forever and ever and ever and ever and if you don't like church don't go to heaven because when we go to heaven we're going to go to church and we're going to have church everybody trying to make light of assembling then you're not going to like heaven because you know what heaven is it's an assembly in Hebrews it's called the heavenly assembly that's what it's going to be it's going to be church it's going to be worshiping God it's going to be praising the Lord But listen tonight, the sorrow of this present time cannot be compared to the glory which will be revealed in us. It's all going to fade away. Jesus said, like a mother who remembereth the anguish no more, so their joy will be turned into, their sorrow will be turned into joy. So tonight we have a promise that's personal. There's a guide to assist us. There's grace that assures us. In verse 23 through 28, he tells them there's a God that answers us. He said, that day you shall ask me nothing. Very, very, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, will give it, he will give it to you. 
over and over. He talks about his name. He said, if you ask in my name, and oh, tonight, be of good cheer. We, we should be of good cheer tonight because there's a personal promise, a promise that's personal tonight. And in that promise, not only has he told us that there's a God that will assist us and there's grace that assures us, but thank God there's a God that will answer us. That these men were used to being able to tug on the coat of Jesus and ask him personally and, and face to face. That they were used to being able to simply look across the table or, or, or look across the way and talk to him. But he's telling them, listen, even though I'm going away, there's some things that are not going to change. You're still going to be able to have prayers answered. Tonight I'm glad there's a God that answers us. And I know what the governor of New York said, that God didn't have nothing to do with those people recovering and God didn't have nothing to do with this and God didn't have nothing to do with that. But I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. He don't know the God that I know because the God that I know answers prayer. And listen, we should be of good cheer tonight because we have a God that answers. Not only does he hear prayer, he answers prayer. And tonight he can still do things that are exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. But not only quickly tonight, verse 33, he said, These things I've spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. So be of good cheer tonight because a prom- you have a promise that's personal. But be of good cheer tonight because there's a place, or we have a place that's peaceful. He says, In me, in me, you might have peace. You see, Jesus knew that very soon that the only thing these men would have was him. And they could not find peace at home. They could not find peace in the world. And listen, their whole world was going to be turned upside down. And oh, how Jesus stood before them. And by the way, the dark shadows of Calvary were creeping in on him. But yet still he had peace. It's like when there's a raging storm on the ocean. If you go down deep in the bottom of that ocean, it's everything still and calm and quiet. And even though the wind was blowing and, and the storm was raging on the outside and, and the Jewish mob was seeking him and the soldiers were trying to find him and Pilate was betraying him. I mean, and Judas was about to betray him with a kiss deep within the bush of the son of God he had peace and what he was telling me is you can have peace in me just as I have in myself thank God tonight there's a place that I can go to that's peaceful in Christ there's peace in the darkest of times what must we do quickly you must run to him if you want to find this place that is peaceful you must run to him Hebrews 6.18 said we fled for refuge and laid hold upon the hope set before us. We have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge. Hebrews 6.18 to lay hold on the hope set before us. You say brother James I need peace tonight. Uh, We're living in a world full of turmoil. A world full of chaos and fear and uncertainty. You say what should I do tonight? You need to run to him tonight. Run to the Lord. 
He said, Matthew 10, come unto me. Oh, you that are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. And tonight, listen, Jesus stands before mankind with open arms and outstretched hands bidding them to come. And by the way, you say, why should I run? Because you don't have much time. Listen, death's on your trail. Judgment's coming. Eternity's just a breath away. And tonight, you should run to him. The best choice I ever made in my life that was as a 16-year-old boy when I dropped my pride and I dropped my religion and I dropped my self-righteousness and I ran to the Lord Jesus Christ and I found there was a place I could have peace. There's a place that's peaceful tonight. You must run to him, but you must rely on him. Mark 5, 36 says, only believe. Not only should you run to him tonight, but if you've been saved, you need to rely on him tonight. I want to ask to tell you this tonight. If he could save your never dying soul, he can handle anything else in your life. But not only that, we must remain with him. 1 John 2, 28. Now little children abide in him. That when he shall, he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. There is a place tonight. He says, he tells these men, he says, you can have peace in me. You see tonight I have a place of peace. That place is not on a lake somewhere. That place is not next to a coon dog. Even though I enjoy it, that's not my place of peace. That place is not enjoying a hobby. It's not at a ball field watching my children. I love going to the ball field and I can't wait to get to go back and, and, and act a fool again and give a, an umpire a hard time. I'd say there's umpires out there that they're dying for somebody just to give them a hard time. They're probably missing it. I'm sure there's some probably missing me right now and they can't wait till I come back and give them a hard time. But that softball field and that football field and that basketball court and that baseball field, that's not my place of peace tonight. My place of peace tonight is in the Lord Jesus Christ and listen tonight if you want peace you've got to run to him you've got to rely on him you must remain in him but then he says in verse 33 in the world you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world so he said tonight <coughs> we can be of good cheer because we have a promise that's personal these things these things have I spoken unto you. We can be of good cheer tonight because we have a place that's peaceful. A place that's peaceful. It's in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him be your hiding place. Let him be your refuge. Let him be your rock and your fortress and your deliverer. Let him be your strength and your trust and your buckler. Let him be the horn of your salvation. Let him be your high tower. And, 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 and then we read, he said, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We see we can be of good cheer tonight because of the promise that's personal. We can be of good cheer tonight because the place is peaceful. But we can be of good cheer tonight because of the power that's been provided. He said, I have overcome the world. Now, right here, there's two things, and I'm done. We see, first off, there's a sobering prediction. In this world, in the world, you shall have tribulation. I hate to pop your bubble. I hate to, I hate to mess up your theology tonight, 
But preachers that will stand in front of a camera and tell you that your life's going to be easy and things are going to be nice and pleasant and that everything's going to be fine and if you love the Lord and, and, and you've got to make sure you give them plenty of money, that's a real important part of their plan. You've got to give them lots of money and buy their, buy their oils that they sell and their handkerchiefs and all that nonsense. They said then everything will be fine. Your children will do well and, and problems will all be solved. The bills will all be paid and, and your dog won't bark at night and keep the neighbors up and everything will be fine and dandy and your life will be nothing but just full of, of pleasant surprises and prosperity. I want to tell you something. They're liars. You say, how do you know they're liars? Because Jesus said in the world you'll have tribulation. You'll have tribulation. It's a sobering prediction tonight. Now, you understand when the Bible speaks of tribulation, there's a difference between tribulation and the great tribulation. I, 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 people have kind of got that blur of them lines. Tribulation simply is trouble, persecution. And, and the Bible says in Job 5, 7, yet man is born under trouble as the sparks fly upward. Job 14, 1, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Jesus and 2 Timothy 3 12, yea, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. A sobering prediction. Here it is. Here it is tonight. There's tribulation in this world. And by the way, there's always been tribulation in this world for God's people. You know, there's always been tribulation. The very first disciples were, were martyred, were hung, were beheaded, were crucified were beaten, bloodied, were I mean, listen, they were, they, were, they were killed for their faith in the Lord. And on down, you can study church history and find that every, every age the church has been in tribulation and tribulation and, and, and suffered and suffered, and it's a sobering prediction. Tonight, no Christian's vessel will make it to heaven's bright shore without crossing troubled waters. There's a sobering prediction. But then he says this, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There's a sweet proclamation. You said, I said this is a power that's provided. You said, Brother James, how's that? Where, where are you getting at? Here it is. What he was telling them is, the world's going to trouble you, but don't be of, but be of good cheer. Be confident. Be courageous. Be undaunted because I've overcome the world. I have defeated the world. I have uh, that word overcome it means to take away the power to harm they stoned old Stephen and Stephen stood there being stoned those men they lost their minds began to bite on them like dogs and it's amazing how many people are trying to bite on it and, 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 and devour people of God and chew on them and attack them and that's what they were they were infuriated because of the message that Stephen proclaimed but yet Stephen stood there lifting his eyes to heaven and said Father forgive them I mean he was acting just like Jesus and there listen they stoned him to death they stoned him to death but listen the Bible didn't say he died it said he fell asleep one man said they rocked him to sleep and listen the Bible says he said he, he saw Jesus standing on the right hand of the Father waiting for him and what I'm saying is tonight because he has overcome we have overcome the absolute worst thing the world can do to me is send me to heaven is send me to heaven they were getting ready to cut Paul's head off and this is what he had to say about it I fought a good fight I finished my course 
I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me that day, and not to me only, but all them also that love his appearing. Then Paul reminisced back a little bit back, and he said, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. And he goes on to say, remember where Alexander the coppersmith did him much harm. And he said, at the first accusation, no man stood with me. He said, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and, and, and delivered me. And he went on to say, and he shall deliver me from so great a death. You see, tonight the world can't hurt us. And Jesus said, I have overcome the world. I have wondered. In fact, that word I looked it up and uh, they use this word to describe the act of a king overthrowing another kingdom. And they said that once, once the, the, king, the other king had surrendered, had surrendered to the, to, the, to the victorious king, that the king that had won would march into the castle and his soldiers would march in with him. And the king that had surrendered would have to get off the throne and take off his crown and kneel down and hand his crown over to the king that had just defeated him. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to say 2,000 years ago, the Lord Jesus Christ defeated this world. Listen to me, this world tried to crucify him. They tried to kill him. But listen, he, walked, he marched in. And he took the crown from the world. And tonight we can be of good cheer because the Bible says in Romans 8, 37, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us because he's overcome, we've overcome. I know it, it looks like the world's winning, but the world's not winning. The world's not winning. You see, tonight we have a promise. We have power. Because he's overcome, we have overcome. Everybody's scared to death. Worried out of their minds. Worried about what's going to come to pass. What's going to happen. But be of good cheer tonight. Child of God. Because our Savior has overcome. Let's pray. Father we thank you for this evening. Lord may you bless the preaching and the reading of thy word. Lord I pray you'd help us to be of good cheer tonight. Lord I thank you tonight for the word of God. And how relevant it is. And how on time it is. And how helpful it is. Help us tonight to be of good courage. Help us to remember these things when we go to face this world tomorrow. Help us to keep our heads high. Help us to keep our eyes on Christ. And let us, Lord, have cheer. And Lord, this world's looking for folks. They're looking for somebody. They're looking for somebody who's got some courage. And I pray that we'd be that light for them. We love you tonight, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.